become good friends. And I can tell you, you have a pastor who has a pastor's heart. And you're blessed in that. I was sharing with him that all the years I pastored, I, my primary gift is what you're seeing, exhortation, teaching. Um, I, I struggled to be a pastor because I had to make myself get out and go to the hospital and pastor people. Because my, my calling is, my gift is, is to study and to teach. So I could just lock the door and stay in my study all day, it'd be all right. And uh, you have a pastor that has a gift of pastoring. He talks about you, he talks about loving you. I mean, you can just tell he, he cares about you. And at the same time, he's a student of the word. And I appreciate it. And so you're blessed, and I hope you don't take that lightly. And uh, I understand you're planning to send him to Israel. I'm thrilled that you do that. I'm praying that he'll be able to do that. It's going to become really difficult, really quick to travel. And uh, I think he may realize in order to go, you'll have to have the vaccination. They won't let you in because that's their law as of yesterday. And so um, they're leading the way for the world for everybody to have a vaccination. The greatest thing that ever happened to me in my ministry was the first time I got to go to Israel. Changed my understanding of the Bible because every time I would read the Bible, I could put myself there. I could see it, smell it, <laughs> feel it. And uh, it revolutionized my ability to communicate. And I'm thankful that, uh, that you can do that. And I'm praying the Lord will help him to do that because it will be not only helpful to his ministry, but I promise you, uh, when he gets back, you will see it in his preaching. And uh, I'm so thankful that he's allowed me to come and get to know you. And uh, we've had some good time of fellowship. Thanks for the good meals, good place to stay. And uh, those of you that have found something on the book table, I appreciate that. And on the table is, I haven't said much about it, but uh, there's a sign-up book there if you'd like. Um, we don't send you letters asking you for money, but we do send out uh, the Issachar report and the Issachar report uh, every couple of months. It's always on prophecy somehow or another. And, and uh, we like to send them by email. It doesn't cost us anything to do that. Uh, we probably mail about 300 or so, maybe 400, and, and then probably 1,200 or so that we send out by email. And, and uh, all you need to do is sign up back there. And, and uh, hopefully that something's been said this week um, none of the messages this week or none of our sessions have been necessarily just tied together. It's not been a, a series of teaching through any particular thing. I just, when I first time I'm with a church, if it's not a walkthrough time, I usually try to hit some of the areas that I think can be the most beneficial uh, in the area of prophecy to help. And I, I certainly hope something this week's been 
helpful to somebody. And uh, again, thank you for your kindness toward us. And pray for us, if you would. Have you got us going there? All right. And <clears throat> is it, uh, get us clicking again. <clears throat> Somehow or another, your system don't like my system. Amen. <clears throat> I wanted to show you something here. Find the button back here. <clears throat> there we go. All right. There we go, man. Amen. Get it memorized. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Our television program, God's really blessed it. I, I'm amazed. Uh, when the Lord gave us the building three years ago, I had no idea why God was doing what he did. Uh, but now I understand. And because we record our television there, matter of fact, Saturday, <clears throat> we'll be recording uh, three sessions this Saturday. We have a guest coming in as well. And, and uh, then, of course, the building that the Lord gave us, it used to be a grocery store. And so we stripped it all the way down to the concrete block walls on the side and the, and the ceiling joist above and uh, totally redone it. And... Um, we have an, a, a nice efficiency apartment in the back that my wife and I are now staying in, uh, but it's a flat roof. Anybody know anything about flat roofs? We've got leaks, and uh, we have no choice, but we have got to put a roof on it. And uh, so uh, you pray with us about it. I, I, we don't have any choice. We've got to get it done. I mean, um, we, when the rains come, we've we got a bucket here and a bucket there and a bucket here and a bucket there. And so at night when you get up, you've got to make sure you don't trip over a bucket here or there. And uh, so you pray with us about it, if you would. And uh, tonight I want to share with you some thoughts about the Mark of the Beast system. I think it's something that's misunderstood in a lot of ways. And uh, I hope tonight to help us understand tying together uh, the system that's coming, referred to as the mark of the beast. It's actually a system, an economic system, and it's tied with technology. If you found uh, Revelation chapter 13, we're at the middle of the tribulation. Chapter 12 and chapter 13 is the midpoint of the tribulation. And uh, uh, we'll begin in verse uh, number... Um, 11, because the, the first 10 verses is talking about the first beast. That's the Antichrist. So if you don't, haven't realized that, you want to write down in the first of the chapter, the Antichrist. And then at verse 11, you're introduced to a second beast. And uh, this is the false religious leader. And uh, we'll pick it up there. If you would stand for the reading of Scripture and the honor of God and His book and thank the Lord for the Word of God. Amen. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. He exerciseth all of the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doth, want, he doth great wonders, uh, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on earth uh, in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast talking about the Antichrist, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast, uh, which had the wound by the sword and did live. And he had power to give life 
under the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth both, small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Father, we pray you'll bless tonight. We've had a sweet spirit in our question and answer time and wonderful songs. We're so thankful for the Bible. It really does stand the test of time. Lord, the Word of God is not only current, but it's always ahead of its time. And Lord, we thank you for uh, the privilege tonight to read it together, to stand in your presence in honor of it. And Lord, I pray you'll now give us spiritual ears to see, to hear, and eyes to see, and, and hearts open and receptive tonight. Holy Spirit, please be our teacher tonight. I yield to you. God, help me to know what to say, what not to say tonight. And Lord, there's so many things that are important. And so please guide tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. May be seated. <clears throat> I think most all of us grew up all our lives hearing about the 666 and the mark of the beast and those kind of things. He goes on to say, and he causes both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Herein is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for the num it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, threescore, and six. We don't do this in our language. We have 26 uh, letters in our alphabet, and we, we don't use them as parallel with our numeric system. But... In Greek and in and uh, uh, in Hebrew, uh, each one of those have a numeric number to it, uh, and so uh, <clears throat> uh, what he's saying is that I don't think it'll be an unmistakable thing. Now you'd understand this is in the middle of the tribulation period. God is trying to be able to give the Jews and the believers of that time that are coming to the Lord. They've, uh, they've witnessed the two witnesses and all that has happened and they're now exited out and 144,000 preachers are scattering everywhere preaching the gospel. And, and so uh, uh, this is to help them understand you can identify who this guy really is because the number of his name, the number of a man. And uh, uh, <clears throat> so uh, I think the Lord makes it pretty clear. So we want to look a little bit at that tonight and need you to understand nobody, and I certainly don't claim to, nobody knows all there is about it. But we can get some pretty good ideas about what this system is, how it's going to operate, and... Uh, uh, we're already, I believe, so close that it could operate tomorrow. Uh, we're already under the technologies that could do what is explained to us here. And so uh, what happens is this. Your, uh, chapter number 6 begins the narrative of the events of the tribulation days. It begins in chapter number 6. In the first eight verses, you have four horsemen riding four different colored horses. He comes out riding on a white horse, and uh, the white horse is uh, uh, symbolic of peace. 
and the rider is given a crown. He doesn't take it. In other words, it's a crown given to him. Morally, acts like uh, democratically elected. He's given the position. He has a bow in his hand symbolizing authority and power, but he doesn't have any arrows that he's not shooting. He just has a bow. He's coming on as a man of peace. Uh, the Bible refers to him as an Assyrian that has the ability to cause craft to prosper and to share booty with the world. That means he's uh, no doubt going to be a financial guru in some way to be able to settle the books. Hey, that's what the Great Reset or part of the Great Reset you're hearing about right now uh, is to reset the world's debt situation. It is no coincidence uh, that our nation, the leading capitalist nation of the world, is working at writing another nearly two trillion dollar out of the thin air stimulus package. When less than three percent of it is spent in America, the rest of it is spent for the world. The whole purpose is this, you got to bankrupt the capitalist system in order for everybody to fall under a worldwide socialist system. And so that's, that's where the world is heading. Uh, I'm not here to burst your bubble, but I'm here to tell you, uh, to be honest with you, we're headed there and you're not going to see it stop. We had four years under Trump that slowed it up. But I'm here to tell you, the freight train of globalism is moving rapidly down the track. The Bible said that's exactly what will happen in the days of the tribulation. And we're, I believe, that close to it. And so uh, the, the white horse, it won't be long until the red horse rider, that's wars. And uh, you hear the saber rattling of it today. You can lay chapter number 24, the book of Matthew, over the top of, uh, of chapter 6 through 18, or 16 uh, of the book of Revelation, and you'll see the wars and the rumors of wars and, and all that's taking place. You hear about it every day. Uh, and uh, the threat here and the threat there, and uh, by the, uh, the very, very weak leadership that we now have in the White House, uh, uh, all of these nations uh, uh, that are wanting to war, uh, they're, they're ready to go. Amen. And uh, so uh, that's followed by the black horse. Uh, he's got a pair of balances in his hand and a day's worth of wages to be able to buy a day's worth of food to stay alive. Because the result of wars uh, is the destruction of the, the growing mechanisms of the fields, the transportation of it, uh, the railway systems, the bridges, uh, all that will happen as a result of war. Always more people die as a result of war than die in war. And so that's the black horse rider. And then you're followed that by the, the, the gnarly color, the pale green, the, uh, the picture of death of an individual. And that's pestilence and sickness and death. And, and then it says uh, uh, in the last verse that it is given unto all of these uh, uh, to actually cause the death of one-fourth of all the world's population. Well, it gets worse from there on. <laughs> it gets a whole lot worse. And in order by the time you get to the end of the tribulation, only one-third of the world's population that started in six and seven years before is still alive. It's going to be a terrible time. I, I'm not worried about it. I'm going to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say to Brother Yoder, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going back for seconds. I'm not going to worry about one thing that happens down here. But if you've got loved ones tonight that's going to be left behind, you need to, you need to understand this is what they're going to face. And that's why we need to be busy as 
we can be. So no doubt after the red horse rider and all of these things, the, the system will be in such a condition by the time you get to the middle of the tribulation period and by the time you get to the end of the sixth seal judgment and when the seventh one is open and that is the trumpet judgment, you're at the middle of the tribulation. So you get the idea that by the time these situations happen, it won't be too difficult to convince people we have a system by which you can stay alive. We have a system by which you can at least get something to eat. A little bit of semblance of peace or a little bit of tranquility or protection or whatever it might be. It won't be too difficult to sell them on it. And uh, because after you get through with this, uh, I'm telling you, when people are hungry, they'll do about anything to stay alive. I don't know about you, but I like to eat. It's pretty obvious, isn't it? And so... Uh, uh, when, when people are so destitute, it won't be difficult to get them involved in something that's going to provide for them their basic needs. And so what I'm going to do today is try to attempt to help us understand that uh, technology and the system is really already set in place. We're already a one world economic system. Uh, there's no such thing as, as a coinage for the tribulation days. There's no, there, you know, everybody used to, I remember years ago, uh, somebody would have a picture of a coin and they'd say, one side's going to have the Antichrist on it and all this, you know. No, we already live in an electronic system. Uh, the world already, I can take my bank card uh, from my bank and I can go into any country in the world and go to an ATM machine, stick my bank card in it uh, and withdraw from my bank account and it'll make the transaction into whatever kind of currency theirs is uh, and deduct it in, in the right ratio and give it to me right there. Uh, and, and we're already there. We don't need it. But so the technology, but it may drastically change because technology that you're involved in today will be obsolete in a couple of days because there'll be something new that comes on. How many's got a, a somebody showed me their old flip phone the other. Who's got the flip phone? Somebody in here showed me their flip phone. Was that you? <laughs> and uh, uh, let's see, mine's an I-6, I believe it is, and, and uh, yours is probably an I-10. I don't know, but everybody, hey, hey, you get one today, it'll be obsolete tomorrow. You know what I'm saying. So I want you to understand that where we are, if we're already this close, it won't be difficult for technology to have launched that much farther. Uh, China says, and I don't know if it's the truth, because you can't always know whether they're telling you the truth or not, but two years ago, uh, between IBM and Microsoft, uh, they developed a quantum uh, a computer uh, that was able to solve a, could be able to solve a mathematical problem that would take humanity 1,000 years to solve, and it could solve it in less than 10 minutes a quantum computer. Now, China, and it appears to be true because the, uh, the reports that are coming out of the Defense Department saying that it is true, they now have developed a farther one that is 100 times faster than that. Amazing. And so uh, technology is changing. We need to understand that 80% of all the scientists that ever lived are alive today. 80% of all the scientists that have ever lived are alive today. So there's continual work in every kind of area of science uh, uh, taking place. And uh, 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 
40 exabytes of new information. I believe it was the year 2014, 15, that we crossed a threshold with the use of technology and artificial intelligence. And in that one year, more new information was learned and stored technologically than the first 5,000 years accumulated before it. Man is almost back to where we were before the flood with the ability to access knowledge. Before the flood, under the canopy, man could use 100% of his brain. In our world today, the most any of us can use is about 20% of our brain. But by the aid of technology and artificial intelligence, we now are able to do things that once man could do on his own in original creation. And I'll share that with you when we come back next year. And so Daniel said that in the end times, knowledge shall increase. Boy, we're there, are we not? And uh, so before we look a little closer uh, at this system, uh, I want you to get a little something that will give you a foundation for it out of the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter number 9 gives you some information, or I mean chapter 11. It says, Neither shall he regard the God of his fathers, nor the desired woman, regard any God, for he shall magnify himself above all. But in his estate he shall honor the God of forces, a God whom his fathers knew not, and he's going to also have a strange God. Three gods, and we looked at this in the Sunday school hour, uh, Sunday morning, and we looked at the, this God because I believe that is globalism. And because that which is outside or foreign, outside of your border, that can bring sanctions against you, call you a rogue nation and rope you in. And uh, that's what globalism is all about. And, uh, but I want to look at this God tonight. I think this God uh, uh, here, as of course there's three of them. I think each one of them was very significant. I'm convinced that uh, uh, the unknown God was unknown in his day is what we call money and finance today because it's worshipped with material things. And, uh, but the last one uh, is that stranger, that foreign God. But the God of forces, I am convinced, is science and technology. Just as the gods, little G-O-Ds, the systems of worship that the people were involved in with their false god literally controlled how they lived their lives. Everything about whatever their worship was with that false god controlled every facet of their lives. And so this is telling us that in the end time, there'll be something that will help the Antichrist in the total control of the lives of people. And uh, I'm convinced science and technology is the God of forces. There's not a facet of your life that is not governed today by science and technology. Not a facet of it. Uh, and so uh, the world is being conditioned to accept some sort of tracking system. I mean, it's going to end up, people are going to get what they think they want, but the government's going to get what they really want. That's the whole purpose. The 9-11 thing, I, you know, I mean, you may be on one side thinking it was staged. You may be, I, I, we're not here to discuss that, but it was a mechanism that launched our world forward toward the end times. And it removed many of your liberties and freedoms that now you are starting to realize what happened. And uh, so uh, uh, we are living in a surveillance world today. <laughs> you don't have to worry. Somebody said, well, I'm going to go off the grid. Well, you better make sure you leave your cell phone and you better put it, uh, you better leave it 100 miles from where you are. I mean, there, uh, 
don't worry, they know where you're at. And uh, so uh, the military is building a system right now, almost finished, called Skynet. The military has a, and I'm sure Israel's technological system is even more advanced than ours. Uh, but now on the battlefield, uh, they can punch a button and literally make a force field over the top of their tank that will protect that tank. All kinds of things that, that are out there and all governed today. And, and uh, we're all probably familiar with a man by the name of Elon Musk. Uh, he's one of the leaders in some of the things they're developing with France. Uh, a system, uh, star-like, uh, and uh, it is... Their goal is to have low-altitude satellites. Have you ever looked up in the skies and wondered sometimes, why is that light shining like that? A lot of what people think are stars now are actually lower-altitude satellites. They're going to place them in such a way that no matter where you are in the in the remotest of the deserts, in the tallest of the mountains, or in the middle of the ocean, Nowhere on planet Earth will be less than three foot from center of being able to be identified. So you won't, you won't have to worry about, it'd be good, because I, I kind of like this thought because most motels that I stay in all the time, I, I think they use dial-up for their internet connection because it takes forever for it to come up. And, you know, one of the things you'll not have to worry about under this system, you, you won't have to buy an internet connection because the internet connection will be worldwide interconnected anywhere 24-7. That's their goal. And uh, this is already coming. Uh, they, they think, now look, we could stop all of the wars if we had a system that could uh, really know what's going on everywhere and who's here and who's there. We could almost control your thoughts and keep you from having wars. That's their goal. And, and uh, they always do something uh, when their when they're, uh, prototypes are being worked on. They don't do it in the major countries. They go to other countries. Uh, about 20 years ago, they developed the ability to use the thumbprint. They did that in Poland. And uh, a few years before that, they went to a neighborhood in Monterey, Mexico, that was a, uh, uh, a unit where you had to walk through the gate. It's a gated community. And uh, so they decided what they would do is to see if they could develop this system. So everybody that lived in the neighborhood got the irises scanned, and they put a scanner up at the gate. And when you walk through there, we're talking 20 years ago, and they were... They developed the system to be able to read your retina. And if it doesn't on record, <laughs> here they come to get you. They go to different place. Ecuador, they set up a, a, a they, they, India. India now has over three-fourths of all of their people biometrically dated. Got their biometric data on record in India. Uh, and uh, so system here, little here, little there, and they're putting it all together. And uh, <clears throat> technology. And uh, we're living under the surveillance state already. And uh, it's not going to get any better. 
Um, the eyes in the skies are everywhere. Somebody posted here a while back on Facebook and said, China sent us the, China sent us the uh, virus and then sent us the drones to monitor it. <laughs> a lot of truth to it. It's a trouble. Amen. And uh, now because of the pan. I, I, the word pandemic really ought to be plandemic. It's not a pandemic. Uh, uh, they've made it out. You know, yesterday, wasn't it yesterday when they, they had a moment of silence for the 500,000 deaths in America? And uh, one of the, the, the chapels there in Washington, D.C., the cathedral, I can't remember which one it is, Episcopalian or whichever one it is, they rang the bell 500 times for the 500,000 deaths of COVID makes me stinking mad. No 500,000 people died from COVID. Hey, do you know anybody that's got the flu lately? Nobody got the flu. It's amazing. Once COVID came on, nobody ever gets the regular flu anymore. Did you know people that get gunshot wounds and die? They died of COVID. Did you know that the mortality rate for dying with a heart attack is almost 40% below what it's usually been? Because people are dying with heart attacks because they got COVID. It's used to keep the fear factor up and to move an entire world in the direction the elites want it to go. And so today... You, you do know social distancing hasn't anything to do with this. <laughs> but you see, social distancing is a military term. You see, when the military is going to do an op, they've got a drone or a satellite that's monitoring that particular operation. And in order to know where you're at in this operation, you need to stay no farther away, at least five feet away from the other soldier because if you get too close together, they lose who is who in the monitoring of the maneuver that's taking place. Social distancing has nothing to do with a disease. It has to do with monitoring. Have you ever wondered why we're all having to wear masks? I'm not wearing them, but anyway. You know why they, mo you know? Because we need to train artificial intelligence how to read this much of who you are. We already know who you are. How many has a driver's license? Then your picture is on record for artificial intelligence. Every camera in the world can easily be set up together to know who you are. So wouldn't it be nice if the, everybody was partially covered up? Wouldn't it be nice if we could figure out to learn out who you are by your eyes and your forehead? Has nothing to do. Hey, if wearing a hazmat suit didn't work, how do you think wearing a cloth mask is going to work? That has nothing to do with a disease. It's all to do with control and monitoring. And uh, this is what it's all about. But it won't be too hard to sell. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't want a child that's been abducted to be found as quickly as possible? And so if I tell this mother, you know, if you'll let me put this little chip in, if your little baby goes missing, no matter where they are on planet Earth, we can find them within a three-foot circle. You know what mama will do? Sign me up. 
We're living in a wicked world. How many children go missing? How many children are abducted? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You see, it won't be hard to sell people on a system that provides what they think they need, but while all along it's giving control to those that really want control. And uh, so, uh, after all, if you get in an accident, wouldn't it be better for the doctors and nurses and, and emergency folks to have instantaneous access to your record? I mean, they might give you a shot that kills you if you had the wrong kind of disease or whatnot. And you say, well, they don't have electronic records on me. <laughs> There's not a one of you in this room that doesn't have electronic records of your health. Any of you here in the VA system? It, it, what, three of us? You know you're, you know you're in the electronic system. Yeah. If you want to know what it's going to become under social medicine, ask these men. They can tell you. Amen. I like to die waiting on my surgery. And so, uh, isn't it good to have a, a system where when you're sending something or you're getting something? A lady called me yesterday and she said, uh, Dr. Hildebiddle said, we ordered some stuff from your bookstore. It hadn't come yet. And I said, well, let me check on it. And my wife gave me the tracking number. I put it in today. It told me right where it was. I called her back and I said, you need to go to the post office, dear lady. It's been waiting for you for two weeks. <laughs> it's a nice system. Uh, but it's a surveillance system. And uh, it's a whole lot better for, uh, uh, for them to scan that than it is to her, the checkout lady or guy, uh, to look at it and punch the buttons in. You see, all of this... and. There's no shade tree mechanics in work anymore, amen. You can't pull one out and put another one in. You, you plug it into the computer, and the computer tells you what's wrong with your car. And uh, uh, so, you know, you got your magnetic strip, and then it goes to the, to the chip because they said the chip is 17 times more secure than the magnetic strip. I'm wondering why last year I had to get five new bank cards. I travel. I've already gotten my second one this year. And what is this, February? I don't know how they do it, but they figure out some way to, to scam on my card. And now I like to know my bank, bank, they, they red ball it, and I have to go to the bank and get a new one. I thought they were more secure. Hey, you know for $100, you, you can put your own chip in now. And, and you can easily Wi-Fi it and control what's in that little chip uh, through Bluetoothing. Uh, you can put whatever, you can put all your information in there, wipe it out just like you do your computer. It, it's in that little chip. Uh, and uh, after all, if you run a business, wouldn't it be nice to walk out the door at night and uh, you go by the little scanner and it just sh shuts every machine down, every light, everything's set where it's supposed to be. And, and in the morning when you get there and you open the door, uh, zzz, everything's ready to go. It's not hard to sell people on technology that's benefiting them. And uh, uh, folks, we could go on and on. I think we can see quickly and enough to know there's not a facet of our lives that's not already governed by technology. Everything about us is. And uh, technology's growing exponentially uh, at a rate that you can't even keep up with. The entire world is interconnected together. We're not waiting for a we're not waiting for a system for the Antichrist. The system is waiting for its Antichrist. We already are there. We're totally interconnected. We've got, uh, I was over in Uganda, Africa last year. 
That was the year before, because last year we didn't get to go. And uh, in the mountains, everywhere you go, riding on their bicycles, because they don't have cars, they got their phones. And they go by the little phone booths that are set up all over their little villages. And they'll go in there and they pay so many shillings to trade batteries because the one they had is down. They trade batteries. Get them another charged battery. And they'll buy 10 minutes worth of data time for a couple of shillings. Uh, you know, I think 300 shillings to a dollar. So it's not much money, but if you only make a dollar a day, it's a lot of money. Uh, but you won't find anybody that doesn't have one. We're talking about in the rural mountains of Uganda. Everybody's got a phone. Oh, yeah. It's everywhere. The world is connected. It's the advancements of technology, no matter what it is, nanotechnology, some of the, some of the connecting fibers uh, that are being used today are one one-thousandth of the thickness of the hair on your head. Nanotechnology. It's amazing. One of the things that they're wanting to do with the vaccination is to give you a Band-Aid. The Band-Aid has a, uh, a mechanism on the inside of it that's shaped like little uh, fish claws. And all they have to do is put a little sample of the DNA on there. And when you put it on, it will actually little scratch your hand. And you won't even know it but while you're wearing it. Uh, that DNA will bring itself into your DNA. You don't need a shot. We could give it to you that way. Yeah, because of all of the abilities uh, that are being advanced. And so you're hearing about it right now. All of the things that are going on with the MRNDA and all of that, uh, with this system, it, it's all for the purpose of being able to count, to keep a count, to keep a track, keep a record. People like Bill Gates, who grew up in a euthogenic home where his dad was the first founders of the, uh, of the Planned Parenthood, and, and uh, he, he grew up in nothing, but that's why he thinks there ought to be only 500 million people on planet Earth. Have you ever seen the Georgia Guidestones? How many knows what I'm talking about? Google the Georgia Guidestones and it'll blow you away. Georgia Guidestones. Oh my. He's behind all that. And so uh, these things are taking place. It's all preparing for a new world. I'm here to tell you when the Antichrist comes on the scene, it's waiting for him. It's not something he's going to develop, and the, it's not something that the, uh, that the false prophet's going to develop. It's something that will already be developed for them to take over and use. And it's, you're watching it already happen. Contact tracing. I had somebody call us the other day, and they were mad because their neighbor had called in on them because they had too many people for Thanksgiving at their house. Yeah. Can get you a job now, I guess, if you want to check up on people. Uh, this happened last spring or last summer. They even set up traps. I can remember when they set up road traps because I got caught in it. Well, anyway, never mind. Uh, I'm known to have a heavy foot. And so, Darshowitz, who everybody thinks and might be the most preeminent, preeminent uh, scholar concerning our Constitution. 
He says it's constitutional for the government to, to mandate and force you to be vaccinated. Anyway. Of course, this is a guy that, yeah, anyway, he doesn't like life. Did you realize he's bought up 248,000 farm acres? He has bought up personally 248,000. Bezos, who's Amazon, has bought up almost 200,000 farm acres. And when you discover where they're at, you will find many of them, he owns both sides of major waterways. So no wonder he wants everybody to eat false beef. Because he's planning to be the man who's going to provide the materials for them to make the vegetable food for everybody to eat. You say it'll never happen. Folks, I'm telling you, hey, that's a computer that can be worn on your skin and it picks up the energy from you. It's an eight gigabyte computer. And uh, <clears throat> it's called electronic skin. And uh, it's the size of a postage stamp. Yeah, I mean, it's a very sophisticated. It's got everything down to make it right down to a camera. The abilities are already there. Our world is there. You know, it's amazing how the world often tells you what they're going to do ahead of time. And if we'd have been watching, we'd have already known the pandemic was coming because two months before the pandemic hit, out at the major university on the East Coast, they had a meeting all about how to deal with a pandemic called coronavirus. And three months later, <laughs> there it was. They already have started, folks. And so, I don't know, maybe in the middle of the tribulation, the way we see so many people marked up today with <laughs> tattoos, maybe the only place they got it left, stick it in the forehead. I don't know, but anyway. I don't know where it's going. Evolution thinks they're moving toward transhumanism. They really believe that they can blend technology together with your physiology and you can live 250 years. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live 250 years in this body. I'm looking for one that I can live in for an eternity, amen? And, but God and God alone knows where this is all going. And uh, programming the masses is what's taking place right now. This is the whole purpose. You've got to program people in order to come to the agreement of it and to the acceptance of it. Major stores, I don't know if you have it around here, but almost every major store you go in where I've ever gone, they're playing constant cycle. For the safety of our staff and, and for yourself, please stay six feet away from each other and, and be sure and wash your hands and keep your mask on over and over and constantly. It's being played. And uh, major retailers are even refusing to use cash. Even today, I went and had breakfast at the little place we went last night. I forget the name of it, Parkins or whatever it is. And, uh, and the girl almost refused my cash this morning. She said, you don't have a card? I said, yeah, I do, but I'm paying cash. I was in wherever it was in Texas. And they refused 
to let me spend my cash, it had to be a card. What do they do? It's, don't worry, one of these days you're going to wake up and you're going to discover your money's worthless. It, you've given, you're, you have 90 days in order to transfer your funds into whatever it is and it's going to be some kind of a Bitcoin or some kind of an electronic money. It's coming. Uh, it's just going to happen, no doubt about it. And so, you know, wearing masks today and it'll be a mark tomorrow. And so uh, the mask mandates, all of it has nothing to do with science. Zero to do with science. This is what Netflix already started two years ago. This is kids program, predictive programming. Get your mark. What is 666? It's coding. I could show you, and I don't have time, but I'll give you a few here. You don't understand maybe the power of subliminal. You see things you do not even know you see. Things pass through your eye gate and go into your brain. Have you ever had a dream and wondered where in the world did that come from? Well, you had to have heard something or seen something or felt something in order to have it stored in your brain in order for your dream to piece together neurons from your brain. Subliminal is passing information along that you don't even know you're seeing. I could show you 300 logos of major corporations in the world, and probably lots more than that, that have embedded in their logos and titles the number 666. You need to understand this world, the, the devil is the God of this world. And he's, uh, he's, got him, he's got his fingertips and uh, fingerprints everywhere. And uh, I wouldn't set a date. I, somebody misunderstood me the other night maybe that I wasn't saying in the, this fall was going to be the rapture. I just, I just think personally that the rapture will take place in the fall because I, I think that's uh, fitting with the three feet that are left, but I wouldn't set a date, but I, I, I just wonder, have you ever noticed that the number six in Hebrew and the number six in, in Greek are both W? And I know it's no coincidence, it's called the World Wide Web, but it's amazing that everybody's internet connection is www, which is actually 666 in Hebrew and in Greek. Literally. <laughs> Literally. And uh, you see that monster can? I don't know, how many likes to drink that monster drink? Anybody in here? <laughs> nobody's going to admit it. Nobody's going to admit it now, are they? <laughs> I should have asked before. <laughs> You know what that is? That's not the claw of the monster. That's the Hebrew number six. Why do they say unleash the beast? Hmm. Yeah. I'm getting close to the end. Hang on. These are the storage bins. A good friend of mine has been there and done the excavation work and certification. of the Joseph built these. 
storage bins in Egypt for Pharaoh. Remember the story? Uh, it's amazing. And when they unearthed these, they found several of them. And down underneath, they're interconnected with a, each one of the bins is interconnected with the other and with a tunnel between them. And uh, they found in the bottom of them all unbelievable treasure of stuff. Because when they would empty one, they had to have a place to put all the stuff they were collecting when they were selling and emptying the next one. And so uh, uh, Joseph built these. And you say, well, what's that got to do with us? Well, just like Joseph, as a religious man, aided the re political leader Pharaoh to take total control of the people, the false religious leader is going to aid the political leader, the Antichrist, to, to take total control of the people. It was done in three and a half years. You see, they have two growing cycles in the Middle East. And so they have the food that they're going to live off of the next six months while this crop is growing up. So they eat that, and then as a result, they couldn't plant it, so they, they eat the rest. And so they've got, a, they've got six months to a year already in when they begin looking for something to stay alive. And so they come, uh, and they, uh, first of all, he collects all of their money. And uh, so they get a year's worth of food uh, for all of the money that they brought to Joseph. You remember the story. And uh, then secondly, the next year uh, he comes. We're now at two and a half years. And, and so now they come and he, he takes over all of their transportation and all of their means of industry. Uh, he gets all of their cattle and all of their everything uh, that they would need to work with. And uh, then the third year and a half, uh, here he comes uh, and they they're going to say, look, nobody's going to live. He goes on to say, buy us and our land for bread, and we and our land will be servants unto the Pharaoh. By three and a half years, they had sold their souls to Pharaoh to stay alive. It won't be difficult by the middle of the tribulation for the entire world to be ready for a system. It's already in place. And I'm telling you, it's really already in place today. It's already there. I've seen firsthand what famine can do. I, it's, it's sad. Even in civilized countries, Western culture countries, and these might be coming to the United States of America, in the direction the leadership in Washington's taking us right now. And uh, you'll do whatever it takes to stay alive. He goes on to say, He deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he did. He's going to make an image and he's going to bring life to that image. Now, I don't know exactly how he's going to do it, but let me give you some ideas. This is a hologram and this is the man. Uh, they're, a thousand, they're a thousand miles apart, and they're carrying on a lecture together in front of the people. We could come in here, and you can Google it if you'd like sometimes, the number seven and the word D. 7D hologram. You ought to check it out. We could come in here and set the cameras up in this room, turn these lightings out, and, and get it just set, and we could make a whale jump out of the floor over here and the water will jump out and every one of you would jump back thinking it's that real. Holograms are an amazing thing. 
If you visit our museum, you can see the smallest Bible in the world. The smallest King James Bible in the world is one-third of an inch square. One-third of an inch square. The thickness of a tissue. I could lay it down here and take a laser at 33 and a half degrees, and I can make the entire King James Bible stand up in front of you in a hologram. It's already been done. What about robotics? Some of the robotics that they're making now are almost so real you can't know whether you're talking to a real person or a robot. Oh yeah, it's coming. These are things there. So uh, the 666 is already on every barcode in all the world. And all of it is going to be controlled by artificial intelligence. There's no way that a system, and there's no way that the development of it that we're seeing today can be done by any single individual. Artificial intelligence is the guide that's going to pull it all together and carry it all through. And uh, we're already with existing technology. It wouldn't take much. That's what this pandemic is all about. It is to throw the world into a situation where they're ready for whatever they have to do. They think they're going to die. When the facts are, less than 1% of the people that get it actually die from it. More people die from the regular flu every year than have from coronavirus. But you're, the whole world is convinced. <sighs> I need three masks. This is the power that it develops. And so prophecy is being fulfilled everywhere you look, folks. And uh, you need to be ready for it. Amen. I think the trumpet's ready to blow. <laughs> yes. Okay. I didn't say not do that. I appreciate that, my friend. Thank you, sir. I'm not told anybody not to get it. And I'm not going to tell you to or not to. That's your decision. But you need to understand the real facts. Don't just swallow the line that everybody has given you. I have given you facts. And you can check out the facts if you want to. And I'm here to tell you, only 1% of the people that have gotten it have died from it. Let's move on. You need to understand how close we are. Amen. We are at the door. The trumpet's about to sound. We need to do our part in sharing the gospel while we have an opportunity. Trumpet's going to sound, and the question is, are we ready? I got ready many, many years ago when I received Christ as my Savior. If you've received Christ as your Savior, you're ready for the trumpet to count. Amen? Because when you got your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, it's never to be blotted out again. Amen. Man, I'm so glad I'm saved. I don't know about you, but if you're not saved tonight, you, you need to get saved. Because when the rapture takes place, you'll be left behind to go through the things the book of Revelation shares. 
very difficult times. A system is coming that is going to have total control. Because the Bible is very clear. It says it'll have the ability to keep alive or to kill. Artificial intelligence will be able to do that. Folks, we're at the door. It'll be your decision and nobody else's decision. Our heads are bowed and eyes are closed tonight. Do you know Christ as your Savior? Do you know beyond any shadow of a doubt that if the rapture took place tonight that you would go? Has there been a time when you received Jesus as your Savior? Had your name recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life of Heaven? Tonight, if not, when the pastor comes in a moment, won't you come to this old-fashioned altar? Let somebody take the Bible, show you how to be saved. The most important thing that you'll ever do in all of your life is to be prepared for eternity. That's what our opportunity is tonight if you're not saved. And if we're saved tonight, we need to realize how close we are to being taken out of here in the rapture. Our opportunity to share the gospel. You know, when the rapture takes place, you'll never pray again. You won't need to pray because you'll be in the presence of the king. You'll never get an opportunity to share the gospel again. Never have an opportunity again. But until the rapture takes place, we need to take advantage of the opportunities we have. Especially if we have loved ones that's never been saved. Let's stand please as the pastor comes. Father, we thank you tonight for the privilege to be able to look at some things together and to realize how close we must be.